0: Because when you do something that you, you know is not good for you and you continually do it, mm. it starts to really play with your self-worth, mm. right? You start to carry on that guilt and that shame into social interactions, your confidence, your dating life, work, all aspects of life. Mm. But yeah, mm. definitely something that's um, tough, man. It takes a lot, of, a lot of inner growth. a lot of work
1: welcome back to the happy positive energy game podcast with me your host luke anning and i hope all you beautiful people are bright and warm and if not that is exactly why we are here today i've got a really special guest for all of you guys here today i met him out when i was on my travels out in san diego and i've got cooper heller with me he is a men's mentor he is the I mean I'm just so grateful to connect to connect with you Cooper like really like I think you really embodied what a men's mentor would do when I went out there and you just really were like hey look like there's this new dude in town let's go do something with him and then like here we are today so Cooper I appreciate you thank you so much for coming on here absolutely Absolutely.
2: thank you for having me
1: so dude i want to dive straight in trilogy method what is what is the trilogy method
0: oh man so start from the very beginning
2: mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. right
0: so we'll just start from the very beginning so like my story
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: so i grew up in emerald texas i like to tell people more cows than people uh very small texas town exactly what you think it would be mm-hmm. so I grew up playing a lot of sports Played uh, like basketball, football, ran track, did a little boxing. And that's pretty much my middle school life through high school. My junior year of high school, I actually broke my back doing deadlift. Hmm. So during that time, man, we're getting right into it. <laughs> we're going straight in. So during that time I got addicted to opioids I gained 50 pounds of fat and I couldn't walk for six months. So I realized during that period how important proper nutrition was and good training Mm -hmm. along with positive mental health. Mm -hmm. So long story short, had some minor surgeries, started being able to walk again, started doing the exercise I could do. And I just dialed the fuck in on nutrition is that okay mm-hmm.
1: okay yeah, um as much as you like
0: <laughs> just dialed the fuck in on nutrition and research as much as i could countless hours mm-hmm. so i ended up losing the fat and my friends and family began asking me cooper how did you do this like what method did you use to lose this fat mm-hmm. and i'd say you know hey Buy me Chipotle burrito and I'll write you a free plan. Just to, you know, it's fun for me. I enjoyed doing it and helped them out as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's kind of what sparked my interest with mm-hmm. the mindset and the overall physique, fitness side of it. After that, I continued on, kind of took the whole traditional route, went to college, went to the University of Arkansas. And that's when I first started my first company called Mind Body Health.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So I focused primarily on mental health and training through mind, body,
2: health.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, That went great. Grew that up to six figures, ended up dropping out of college, moving to San Diego.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And eight months ago, that's when I realized I am not aligned with what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I realized that there's some major gaps in our society that need to desperately be filled. Number one, men don't have a home, right? Typically a community base where they can be vulnerable with other men, with other guys that support their growth. That's very rare. So that's gap number one that I wanted to provide and fill. And gap number two is you hear all the time, find a mentor, find a mentor, find a mentor. It's like, where the fuck do you find a mentor? Hmm. So that is the second role that I wanted to fill, is help these guys and support them with their mental health, their mindset growth, their physique, right? Being their fitness, nutrition, overall fitness, but also help these guys define what their purpose is. Clarify why they're here on this earth and dive deeper into the life coaching side. Mm. So that's where we're at today.
1: You mm. Method. Mm, I hear you. So- why do you think that there's such a gap within men's space right now, like in the, in the world?
0: Oh, that is a great question. Mm. To be honest, I feel like we're on one side of the pendulum. Mm. Men have become extremely feminized and healthy masculinity is not uplifted. Um typically you see two ends of the spectrum. You have <laughs> kind of the top G, the Andrew Tates, mm-hmm. the guys in the lifted yeah. truck blowing through red light. Red mm-hmm. lights, and on the other end, you have the guys behind a computer screen that can't talk to girls. Mm-hmm. There's a very rarely an assertive, confident guy that is humble and you know, leads through character and integrity. Right. So, right. I feel like that's what really lacks
1: nowadays. I hear that. I feel like I can resonate with that, so to speak. Like, even though, like, even though I went, even though, like, in my cast, shall we say, I've been a prolific dater, like, I had no problem, like, hey, let's go on a date, let's do this, let's do that, let's do this. But there was a period where, like, I first started my business where, like, I, I, like, secluded myself a little bit, right? And just being transparently honest, like, pornography made its way into the into the field and then like you start entering that space of like beat and melt and then like I I was like I didn't feel I mean there was there's two polarities of this right there's the one where I was like I'm not dating anyone and committed to my business but two there was that aspect of like oh like I'm not sure if like I'm confident enough to actually ask somebody right now on a date and I feel like that's almost the space that I started entering was like now I'm like (laughs) Like, yo, let's go meet up on a date type thing. But is that what like you're finding you're coming across is like a lot of men that are in that space where almost they haven't been given a role model, right? They haven't been given somebody to to move them forwards and to to insert confidence with them.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. And even what you said, going back to the the touchy kind of topic of pornography. Um, a lot of guys struggle with that, mm-hmm. like more than you would think, man. They reach out to me and they ask for help. Mm-hmm. So you definitely hit the nail on the head. That is one hundred percent accurate. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Why do you think there's such an issue with pornography and, and men, and it could be women as well? But like, why do you think men in particular?
0: Oh man. So we're diving in deep. We're diving in deep, baby.
1: Let's oh, go. <laughs> Let's do it. Get it all out. Right.
0: <laughs> okay. So to be honest, I think our brains are not wired to handle that much stimulation. If you think back, I think Jordan Peterson mm. said something on this topic. But if you think back to you know, ancient humans, like we'll just use guys, for example. It's very, it was very rare to see like a beautiful woman. Like some guys may make it through their entire life, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 years, however long they lived back then and never see just like a gorgeous woman before. And now with pornography, all you have to do is with a few clicks of the button, you can see whatever you want. Mm. Millions and millions of uh, like videos, whatever,
2: mm.
0: and so honestly, from a like evolutionary standpoint, I don't believe that our minds are truly meant to handle that much stimulation, mm. and all the dopamine released when guys do view that pornography, it's addictive. Mm. Just like anything else that does release dopamine in your brain, um, it's highly addictive, and these guys they have a problem. Getting rid of it man mm. it starts to affect their work, especially their dating life. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, that's why I think guys have such a problem with it.
2: Mm.
1: And
0: then once they're in their cycle, it just continues on.
1: Mm. Mm. So was this like, I appreciate this might be a deeper question. Was this something that you struggled with through your journey as well?
0: Yes, definitely. Mm. So, um, just to be vulnerable here, I'm totally comfortable sharing this. I've worked through it. I did get abused when I was younger. And so I do think that that played a part in my addiction with pornography at a young age. Um, but literally from like 12 to 17, I was, I was hardcore addicted. Mm. So it affected my confidence, my self-esteem, because when you do something that you, you know is not good for you and you continually do it, mm. it starts to really play with your self-worth, mm. right? You start to carry on that guilt and that shame into social interactions, your confidence, your dating life, work, all aspects of life. Mm. But yeah, mm-hmm. definitely something that. Um, it's tough, man. takes a lot of, a lot of inner growth and a lot of work.
1: Mm. Yeah. I appreciate you being open and yeah, myself resonating with you as well. Like I've had my own abuse as well at 15. So I understand like when I've gone through, uh, therapy and transformation coach, transformational coach work as well, like that's definitely played a part within my problem because you're almost re-traumatizing yourself right it's like putting yourself back in that situation because that's what feels familiar so to speak so i know you spoke about inner growth but what might that inner growth look like for somebody who's maybe at that base stage what does that inner growth look like so a lot
0: of the therapy that i actually went through was cbt Mm. right cognitive behavioral therapy So I'm a huge advocate for CBT therapy. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things we worked on to actually break that addiction was replacing that negative habit. Mm -hmm. So, but the key here is to replace it with something stimulating. Right. So for me, that was a cold shower. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a cold shower. That was a jog. No matter what time it was, that was playing my favorite video game, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, hanging out with a good friend of mine just to replace that negative habit with something positive.
2: Mm.
0: And pretty soon, first off by doing more positive habits, it's going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. Right, But quitting cold Turkey is extremely difficult. So that's why it's necessary to replace that spot with something positive. mm mm-hmm. But key emphasis on the stimulating part, mm-hmm. um, because you do want to release that dopamine and get your mind off of that addiction.
1: Mm. Yeah, I remember going through this with myself as well, like I'm being like bisexual, like you've got the added short term gratification of like apps like Grinder, where like, to put it very bluntly, it's quicker than a takeaway away so like it's it's similar but then like it's more human interaction but it's such a warped human interaction cuz like you do whatever and then you leave like it's it's some deep stuff right so it's amazing how like our brain just wires onto these wires onto these um scenarios and it's like yeah like that's what you need and like so many pe- men are tied into that as well and i appreciate like there's there's probably a large audience of like females listening to this as well and I think it's just really great for you to understand like where like men are really at is that like it's not necessarily about you not necessarily giving enough to your partner it's actually like what can they give themselves and I think that's it's an important point to make
0: oh man 100%
1: so Cooper like now that when you've taken somebody through like let's say like that's something that people come to you for like how might you help them is that you helping them establish like a new habit a new goal or like what how does that work for you yes so
0: specifically with the issue we're talking about
1: Mm. yeah or just i just outside of that as well like for sure that but for sure onwards
0: yeah so i mean when it comes to any goal or really anything that's these men want to implement
2: Mm -hmm.
0: that's really where the mindset coaching comes into play but also a little bit of the life coaching Mm. and the life coaching meaning does this truly align with who they want to become and if not how can we let this go and start implementing what it is they want to become because i'm sure you know you know in order to reach the next level financially, in your job, in your business, whatever, you've got to become that person first. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that really ties into both aspects there is not only the mindset, implementing these habits, getting over limiting beliefs, which is huge,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, releasing shame, guilt, et cetera, but also the life coaching side of it. Mm -hmm. So really it is individual, um, but man, it's a journey. And I'm happy to take on that journey for as many men that want to uh, take that on, but it takes work, so.
1: Mm-hmm. What's the, uh, I've got a question for you, which is what is the difference in characteristics between Cooper, who was then, you know, really integrated in that space versus Cooper now? Oh
0: man. Oh, that was big Coop. <laughs> he, uh, I mean, dang, man, he was definitely very unhealthy. He held a lot of shame, social anxiety, um, really just that constant feeling of knowing that he's not reaching his full potential. Mm-hmm. and that's the worst feeling on earth in my opinion mm-hmm. so I would say that Cooper definitely held a lot of those negative feelings versus now honestly man I've released so much it feels like on this inner growth journey it honestly feels like I shed almost every month it's like a new layer hmm and so releasing those things have been very healing for me. Um, the social anxiety, sometimes I still do struggle with. It's something I have to remind myself. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it feels totally different. And I'm just extremely grateful for the journey and the process.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know you said about the social anxiety. So like what happened in your world to have this social anxiety was it the trauma of the abuse or was it like something preloaded to that
0: yeah so when I was growing up when I was like young young
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like first through fourth grade I was on the chubbier side and I got picked on a few times for that I got bullied and so I feel like that is what really stems from that social anxiety is not feeling accepted into like new groups specifically. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's so interesting. interesting. Cause like when I met you, like, I just like, you don't like, you don't, I don't feel that.
0: Yeah. One-on-one I'm really good. It's so weird, man. And I've discussed this with my girlfriend as well. Um, but in groups from like four to like six people, I get like crippling social anxiety. Mm. And I realized that was because my core friend group in high school was four. Mm. Growing up, I had three other siblings, so four there.
2: Mm.
0: And then my freshman year of college, I was four. So it was like always that main group of like four to six. Mm. But it's so funny because you put me in a group of three. I'm totally fine. No social anxiety. You put me in a group of like seven plus, like I'm
1: fucking golden. Mm.
0: But it's that little number, like four to six. Mm. that's what i gotta work on
1: Mm, that's so interesting yeah it is and you think that's because of the the social group that you grew up with as well as the siblings i do Uh, so interesting why do you think that is on like a deeper level
0: i think it goes back to that feeling of wanting to be accepted Mm. In kind of like that smaller group setting. Um, because I'm really good like one-on-one conversing with people, being like, because I'm very curious, like I'm genuinely interested in people. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to that kind of small group, mm-hmm. that's when I get it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I gotta work on. Mm-hmm. Still still healing from that for sure.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. So it's, it's definitely i mean for me like i thrive in massive groups like really do thrive but actually i would say that's really interesting you mentioned that because i've never really picked it up but particularly like i'm very comfortable around women like like worked in hair salons like always integrated myself within like girl groups because i was always able to like speak more openly there and like i definitely like i'm very open for a guy like I'll literally not trauma dump but like I will overshare in in front of you like because I don't care and I'm just I feel comfortable with it but then like a lot of the times like guys aren't like that so I feel very uncomfortable sometimes around like groups of men particularly if they're not embodied like if they haven't if they haven't done any personal development work yet if that makes sense 100% Kind of like the masculine, like ego. Right, right. And I I pick it up. Like I was in the gym the other day. And uh I was like, Oh, right, now that I'm back, I want to get a nutritionist just to keep me accountable for the nutrition side of things. Spoke to a dude and was like, Okay, like, yeah, we'll get some stuff together. And then we're speaking to another guy and spoke to this other guy, and he was like, Oh, yeah, we can sort you out type thing. Messaged him on Instagram. And um, I said, Yeah, like I've had my previous coach, like this is the guy. Um, and like he came on the podcast, Nick, and like he's like, I mean, like qualifications are like up here, like in terms of like everybody goes to him for everything. And this guy was like, Yeah, like you know, like everybody loves to like gloss up training like differently, but like it's ultimately the same. And I was just like, It's fucking not. So (laughs) like you can say that if you want, but like what like if we're taking, you know, um, you know your average bodybuilder who's not got any qualifications compared to somebody who's gone down physical therapy personal training um kinesiology exercise science like stacking that up right there's difference right but so interesting how like men's ego will come into play women's as well when they feel like somebody is quote-unquote maybe better than them right (laughs) absolutely yeah why do you think men um why do you think men do that like why do you think that the ego flares up more for men
0: well i think it kind of goes back to kind of like that healthy masculine that we're talking about um i feel like you said like embodied men can take like criticism that's constructive and work on it
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but men that do have up that shield if you haven't done the inner growth mm-hmm. i feel like that's uh it's a hard thing to explain to them if they're not willing and open to receive you know criticism even like comments like that because men are very competitive mm-hmm. it's in our nature to win and to conquer
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's that's Basically, you know why we're here. That's why we have lived as long as we have, because men have conquered. And nowadays, we can't. We don't have like battles. <laughs> like you don't go fucking fight someone with a sword. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of men's competition stems from you know, like sports. Um, it could be business. That's a big one for a lot of guys. It could be physique and bodybuilding. Like you were saying, like you know, I know all the correct training methods, Mm. nutrition methods, etc. But really, just comes down to if they're willing and open to learn
2: Mm.
0: and understand that they're not right and everything. Mm. So that embodied man, the healthy masculine, coming Mm. to
1: play. Yeah, I feel like in uh personal development for many people and if you're listening to this this might resonate with you but like before you start your personal development you think you know everything then you realize that you think not that you know nothing then you get a little bit of information you think you know everything again and then ultimately as you go further down the journey, you're like yeah. <laughs> just blown out of the water there's like you'll just know nothing like that i'm i'm so in the space of just complete beginner's mindset with everything because otherwise I, I don't grow like it's just this ego that i think that and i don't know if you resonate with this that like sometimes like when i've i've come up like i think that like i'm better than everybody else but actually if somebody's doing better again we're saying better loosely as a comparison than you at some area of life then it means that they are technically more inept or more skilled in that right mm. yeah and honestly i find that the Ego
0: can come up in ways that we don't really expect as well. Mm. Like for me, dude, I even just realized this recently, like, um, I think it was last week I was trying to like plan out my content perfectly. So like the aesthetic on the gram would look amazing. And it was just that perfectionism and that ego tied to that perfectionism was stopping me from providing more value. Mm. And once I learned, that, I was like, fuck, Mm. (laughs) you know, so it comes up in ways that we don't necessarily
1: see too, Mm. um, which is super interesting. Mm. What was it like going through that period of having broken your back and recovering from that? Because that's not a small thing that most people go through. Like that's a, that's a significant thing. To be completely honest with you, I
0: don't really remember a lot of that time. Mm. I think a lot of it has to do with trauma response, but also being addicted to opioids and just high all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, I was still in school. I was a junior at the time. And so I took a few weeks off of school, obviously. Sometimes I just have to go home because the pain was so bad. But a lot of times, even in class, I was just high off of pain meds right and the teachers knew this i went to a small school so i could just like lay down and (laughs) just zone out dude i don't know how i passed that year (laughs) but i made it
2: Mm.
1: but Mm. so i'm curious because i know you said you're a family of four where do you sit in your family is it like oldest youngest yeah so i'm the oldest Okay. okay so it's me uh my
0: sister my other sister and my little brother.
1: The okay. how you? So how did your parents take it when you broke your back?
0: They were doing all that they could to help me. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful for all the effort that they did put in taking me dude, literally the doctor that did tiger woods back surgery. Mm-hmm. She found a way to get me connected to him. Wow. Yeah. Like, weeks and weeks of calling emailing she got me into the best back specialties in texas
1: wow wow that's really powerful it's great to have that like real motherly drive to really get you the best that you needed as well that's really great yeah. man yeah so as a men's mentor now what would you say is like your primary focus? Like what's your wider vision for what you're doing? Oh, I fucking love this question.
0: So right now, right? The Trilogy Method is a self-development program for men. Mm -hmm. Helping these guys level up their minds, their physique, but also define what their purpose is. Mm -hmm. So really it's to help these guys develop the millionaire mindset, Mm -hmm. right? The body of a warrior. And we see the purpose of a king right? The purpose, the mission. Mm -hmm. So the end goal, the long-term vision for this is the trilogy method phase one would be this three months that we're doing right now Mm -hmm. to help these guys develop themselves. But once we define what that purpose is, the long-term vision is to turn that purpose into profit Mm -hmm. and help these guys develop an online business
2: Mm
0: -hmm. service-based on what their purpose is. Mm. so they can literally do what you and I do making money from what we love Mm. Mm. so it's a full transformation process and I do I'm so excited
1: Mm. I love that so really you're like coming in and really nurturing at the start right and then it, it just carries it carries it carries it carries
0: yeah and of course that longer vision is going to take time. Um, but, you know, the business side of it, I'm extremely, I'm so stoked, dude.
1: I'm mm-hmm. so fucking pumped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. It's a it's a great space to be. So I'm curious for you now, like now that that's like the wider vision of what you've... <laughs> I could pop. Um, what's the... With the wider vision of that, with what you've got, like are you planning to stay in San Diego or is that like something that you see like expanding like globally? For the Trilogy Method, uh-huh. definitely globally.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely globally. And if anything, right, one of the main focuses, like I said, was building that community. Mm-hmm. So even if the guys don't partake in the one-on-one mentorship, mm-hmm. I still want to give them some value with the community. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like that would be honestly a good option for expansion is for the guys that they don't necessarily want to take the step or they can't take the step with the one-on-one just yet. Mm-hmm. That community is a good option. Mm-hmm. A free value to connect with other guys network. Um, and yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, is there any is do you feel like a pressure to like build? Cause I know when we before we had this conversation, we were talking about like the idea of like perfectionism. And I I know for me as well, like with the aspect and size of my vision, and like I'm a workhorse. So like in in human design principles, for some of you guys that are familiar, I'm a generator and I'm a Capricorn. So like everything is in alignment for me to work. Okay. Um, I think I'm and- the same. So I'm curious for you, like, how do you handle the pressure of having such a big vision whilst growing towards that?
0: Great question. Dude, I always feel like I can do more. Like literally yesterday, I woke up at six, um, (laughs) literally ate breakfast, went straight to the gym, came back, started working. So literally from six to Mm -hmm. 9 p.m., I was working Mm -hmm. and I still wanted to do more.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. like sometimes my girlfriend would literally be like cooper you need to turn it off <laughs> <You know? laughs> come watch shark tank with me for like 30 minutes just calm down your brain mm-hmm. dude i totally get that um i feel like there's that pressure to constantly grow and expand but something that has helped me step out of that and kind of view the big picture is ultimately just realizing we don't get that long here on this earth Right. So really prioritizing our friendships and our relationships is very important to me. Mm-hmm. So kind of stepping out of that and focusing more on the big picture is also what helps me, not just the big vision, but the big picture of life itself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of helps me step out of that a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was having this conversation with somebody. Um the other day and she was just in this space of like yeah like I want to grow a business but like it will come to me when I'm ready and I was kind of like like you and I I guess both know like you'll never ever be ready to like I was never ready to build this podcast was never ready to step into coaching I was never ready to to do anything that I've done but like if somebody was in that space where they were like oh, like I'll do it when I'm ready or like it's coming to me or like I'll flow into it. Like how would you guide somebody who was like that? And I appreciate that's more of like a feminine and more women tend to be in that. But if somebody came to you like that and they were they were the masculine of that, because that definitely happens. And I think that's why you're here. It's like to mentor that type of person. Like what would be the straight advice that you would want to give them?
0: Absolutely. There's no other time in the present. If, like, if you want to get extremely philosophical, there's literally no other time than the present, right? We don't have the future yet. We don't have the past. We've already moved past it. We literally have the present. And so I think it goes back to the idea of perfectionism with what we talked about, mm. right? Take messy action. Taking messy action is always better than holding off, waiting for the final product to be perfect. Because with that messy action, you can learn and grow and improve way further than constantly putting it off. Mm-hmm. So that's the advice that I would give is honestly, like you said, a great term for it is taking mess- messy action instead of that constantly putting off, waiting for the time to be perfect, for everything to be settled because it's never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And if you wait for the time to be perfect, I tell, I tell my guys that are struggling with fitness, this, if you wait for the time to be perfect, to start your fitness journey, what's going to happen when times aren't perfect? You're just going to fall right back off. Right. So if you start a business, when things are perfect, when things don't get perfect, what are you going to do? Just fucking call it quits. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those kind of mindset perspectives are very helpful. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think so as well so cooper we've got a bit of a tradition on this podcast and um podcast changed my life in a nutshell i was working on a construction shot construction site i was doing a seven to five and it really comes to the means of an end with a relationship and um i was listening to a podcast and the guy was like look like if you don't fucking like your life like change it And I'd been listening to this podcast for ages, but like that was the moment that I quit the job, started working in music events and then eventually found my way to coaching. And I'm curious for you for maybe that past version of Cooper or maybe somebody listening to this right now who is in that space of being on the fence of trying to make a decision or wanting to make a decision or thinking about changing their life in some kind of way what would be the guidance that you would really want to speak to and embody from within Cooper here that you would want to speak out to that person?
2: I would say whatever your goals are,
0: maximize it times 10. Because if you are shooting for a goal 10 times, what you initially started with, you're gonna hit your initial goal. So I would say to someone that is struggling with, um, you know, maybe for the physique, maybe in business, as an entrepreneur, whatever, if if your initial goal is 10K, right? But if you shoot for 50 to 100K, you're gonna get 10K. The same applies across the board with life. So that's the first bit of advice I would give is number one, maximize your initial goals by 10, right? Multiply those by 10. Number two, just take action. Because messy action is better than waiting for the right moment. Even if it's little baby steps, if it's getting into a free community, if it is listening to a podcast today, whatever it is, just take action towards bettering your life. Because if you've been in a dark place for so long, I know what that's like. And I know that it can feel that there is no hope. There is pretty much no better life out there for you. But I'm telling you guys, there is. But you can't expect results from work that you didn't do. So take messy action, stop waiting for the right moment, stop waiting for the right time and get involved, even if it's little things towards your inner growth and personal development.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And uh, Kuba, I just want to say like, thank you for being not only like a great, great dude over in San Diego, but thank you for coming over this podcast and sharing your light and being vulnerable, being open. I think you're in a a great space for leadership and really changing this collective consciousness of the world that, that we're in and do you want to do a quick plug of the best pay, best places to reach out to you dude absolutely so i'm most active on ig at
0: cooper b heller uh same on tiktok and then youtube as well just cooper b heller mm, awesome. Chat with you guys shoot me a message and i'll talk with you
1: yeah, we'll drop it. We'll drop it in the show notes, that's for sure. So um, for everybody listening, we just want to say thank you so much for taking the time of your day to listen to this. And I, I really want to speak to like, who do you know who would benefit off of this podcast? Like it could be brothers, it could be sisters, it could be fathers, cousins, friends, whoever that is. Like you might know somebody that struggles with pornography or struggles with like dating girls or whatever that is, because ultimately like, It's not about just me, you and Cooper. It's about us getting this message to people that really do need it and raising this happy, positive energy game of life that we're in. So with that said, we want to say thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Don't ever stop. Keep moving forwards and have an awesome day.